0: Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. The Accidental Gigolo Part 3 by Marsh Alien Chapter 8 The Accidental Menage, Part 1 I awoke the next morning to the sound of pounding on the door. I stole a quick look at the clock. 7.30. 7 frickin' 30 on Sunday morning. What kind of person would just show up at the house at 7.30 on Sunday morning? Natalie just turned over in my slightly undersized bed, facing the wall, and using her butt to push me out. Hey, lady, I'm tired too. Nine o'clock, eleven o'clock, three o'clock, who did she think I was, Superman? I had to admit though, it was my house. If either of us were going to answer the door at this hour, it should probably be me. I sighed, slipped out of the covers, and pulled on my shorts. After I tiptoed out of the room, I strode down the stairs into the foyer, not even bothering to turn the lights on. Yes? I said impatiently as I yanked open the door. I was propelled back through the darkened hallway by a force of nature. She kicked the door shut behind herself. Your mom called me last night. Laura said giddily as she shrugged herself out of the trench coat that she had worn and let it drop to the floor. The thin pieces of cloth she was wearing underneath, a dark silk teddy and matching pair of panties, stunned me into continued silence. She said you would be all alone this week and asked me to check up on you. David finished his laundry last night, and he left first thing this morning. So I decided to check up on you second thing. By now I had retreated nearly all through the hallway and into the kitchen. I was vaguely aware that she held something in her hands. The door jam stopped me and I watched Laura drop to her knees in front of me and reach toward me, toward the waistband of my shorts. Oh, God. Even with a gorgeous woman sleeping upstairs, I had no more self-control than a dog presented with a T-bone. I closed my eyes. I felt Laura's hands on my wrists, and heard a quiet, unexpected click. I opened my eyes to find Laura staring up at me with a smile on her face. Then I realized my hands were cuffed behind my back. Laura? I said sternly. And then the pounding on the front door resumed. Who the fuck is that? Laura looked toward the foyer, and then back up at me. I mean, what kind of person would just show up at your house at 7.30 on Sunday morning? I executed a classic double-take. You did. I hissed. Besides me. She stood up and patted my cheek. How many me's are there? That's what I was afraid of. Just ignore it. She advised. It'll go away. But I hadn't locked the door, and both of our eyes widened as we heard the door begin to open. Laura ducked back out of sight, leaving me standing there in a pair of shorts and a pair of handcuffs. In the dim light, I could only tell that the newcomer was wearing a trench coat like Laura's and when she dropped it on the floor next to Laura's I could tell that she was wearing a teddy and panty set like Laura's. And also like Laura, she held something in her hands. I came to check up on you, Pam said as she stared at my shorts. But I see you're already up. I knew you'd be an early riser. I brought Mr. V and Mr. Z. Laura stepped out to join me in the door. Well, why don't you just take your two friends and go on back home, honey? She snapped. Laura? Pam asked. Pam? Laura leaned forward to try to penetrate the darkness. The only thing lacking at this point was Natalie who announced her arrival by switching on the lights in the hallway. She was completely naked. What is all the noise? She looked around at the frozen tableau, the three people blinking in the bright light. Your two older girlfriends are these fossils? The way Natalie giggled out the word fossils broke the spell. Pam started giggling as well, and Laura joined right in. This is very funny, ladies. I tried to be the adult. Now could someone please take these off? I turned to show Pam and Natalie my handcuffs. You own a pair of handcuffs? Natalie asked me. They're hers. I nodded at Laura. I see. And what did you bring? Natalie turned on Pam, who slowly brought out the hands she had been trying to hide behind her back. A vibrator and a zucchini? Natalie walked over to where I was standing and took hold of the handcuffs. All right, she said. Everybody upstairs. You two first. No, wait. Did you both park in the driveway? Pam and Laura nodded. Honestly, Natalie sighed. What do you suppose Mrs. Parsons will say when she sees that? Go pull your cars into my driveway. I'll meet you upstairs. Natalie propelled me up the stairs, and when I started to make the turn into my room, she stopped me with a jerk on the cuffs. Not there. Bed's too small. Down the hall. But that's Mom and Dad's room. I pointed out. No. Natalie giggled. Come on, Studley. According to your mom, the bed probably needs the business. I'm sure the sheets are clean. Of course they were. I'd done them yesterday, hadn't I? We waited there for the others to join us, and in another minute, we were all settled on the bed. Pam and Laura efficiently stripped off the bedspread and blanket. Natalie efficiently stripped off my shorts and pushed me to a seated position against the headboard She was sitting to my left with pam and laura in front of us Leave the cuffs on naughty boy She waggled her finger in front of me as she saw my arms moving behind my back Or your friends will have to take their toys and go play at home She wrapped her slender right hand around my cock and slowly began stroking her thumb all the way from the base up to the crown of the head Whereas if you're nice, maybe they'll find something to play with here I stopped struggling First of all ladies Natalie looked at my new guests I'd like to thank you for training my new playmate. I'm a little hurt that neither of you mentioned it last month, when we were, uh, dishing the dirt in the living room. But since I'm obviously the new girl in the group, I'll tell my story first. Natalie proceeded to relate, in explicit, often pornographic detail, all of the events of the last 36 hours of her life. Pam and Laura sympathized up to a point, the point at which Natalie told how she had announced her intention to teach me to satisfy my older lovers. After that, they started laughing. They stopped quickly, though, when she described the deliciously slow way that I had gotten her ready the rhythmic in and out of our coupling, and finally her release into blissful oblivion. Halfway through, Pam pulled aside her panties and pushed her vibrator inside herself. Hey! Laura complained. You can have the zucchini. Pam held it out with a nasty grin. I don't want your fucking zucchini! Laura said as I started shaking with laughter. Girls, girls, girls! Natalie shook her head. She reached out with her left hand to my mother's bedside table. Pulling the door open, she fished out a similar vibrator and tossed it to Laura. How did you know that would be there? I asked in shock. Oh, come on! Deirdre? Natalie said. Please. Can I finish now? By the time she was finished, both Pam and Laura were breathing hard. Both were staring at my cock, the one still playing hide-and-seek with Laura's fist, with undisguised lust. God, I wish I'd been there. Laura gasped after licking her lips. Me too, girlfriend. Pam whispered. Hell, by the time she was finished, I had started to wonder if I had been there. It sounded too good to be true. But my cock remembered it. I felt it begin to swell. Ladies, I said. I'm gonna, ah, uh, Natalie. As I announced my intention to climax, both Laura and Pam dove forward, mouths already open. Natalie took a different, slightly more painful, slightly less enjoyable approach. Her right hand squeezed my cock, effectively shutting me down. Her left hand shot forward, catching both Laura and Pam by the hair as their heads came together to try to catch my spending. Both of them came to a quick halt inches away from me, emitting little squeals of pain. Now girls, Natalie said. We're not finished telling our stories, are we? No, the two women said in unison. No what? Natalie giggled. No, ma'am, Laura said. No, Ms. Winston, Pam said. Very good, girls. Natalie finished her story quickly and decided that it was Laura's turn next. First of all, you don't owe me any thanks, Laura began. He only fucked me once, well, for most of one day, really. That was only last Saturday, when he came over to do some you work. And you seduced him? Natalie asked. Laura blushed and stared at the sheet. And he seduced you? Natalie allowed a little surprise to creep into her voice. Laura blushed harder. He, um... Laura? Natalie said softly. The words rushed out of the older woman's mouth. He told me to get on my fucking knees, and that it was time for me to start doing some fucking work for him for a change. So of course I um, complied. I became aware that Pam and Natalie were both staring at me, their mouths open, their eyes wide. How did you guess? Pam started. That Laura was... I didn't, I said. I was, um, talking to the lawnmower. Amid roars of laughter, Laura and I finished telling, her, story, and we turned to Pam. Pam's story actually produced tears of laughter both when she explained how she'd made friends with Mr. Z, as she called him, and when she described the position she had been forced to take in the stall of the boys' room last Sunday. Finally, the three women turned back to me. So let me see if I have this straight, Natalie said. Two weeks ago on Friday afternoon you were a virgin. Well, yeah, I agreed. And since then you've become so good at sex, not to mention adept at vibrators, food, bondage, role-playing, and anal sex, that you can satisfy a bisexual and a submissive, as well as a horny housewife? Well, I wouldn't say adept. I countered. That's true, Laura said. He still needs some practice. Oh shit, I forgot the loo. She turned bright red as she realized what she had said. Pam calmly leaned forward and yanked open the drawer in Mom's bedside table again. Rummaging through it, she finally sat back and tossed the tube to Laura. Natalie raised an eyebrow. Oh, come on. Deirdre? Pam said to general laughter. Although I have to take issue with the word satisfy. I think a more appropriate word would be satiate. Or in my case, stupefy. Laura giggled. So are we just going to sit around talking all morning? Pam asked. I mean, this naked, handcuffed stud's parents are gone all week long, and he's just sitting here in front of us, threatening to waste something we could all put to very good use. I'll be happy to use it first. Laura smiled. Her suggestion did not meet with universal approval. I was here first, girls, Natalie pointed out, and got more than your fair share last night, Pam said. I was the first overall, so I have seniority, and have already had him twice. Laura argued. I'm the oldest, and he's wearing my handcuffs. I'm not putting it in me after it's been in your ass. Natalie shook her head Fine Laura said crawling forward I'll save that for my second time Your second time? I choked out Shut up All three said together Come on, blondie Laura nodded Bottom of the bed I left you my vibrator You left me Deirdre's vibrator Natalie complained as she took the place Laura had vacated What too." Pick 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 Laura said Pam's fucking zucchini is still available No Pam explained Actually we threw the fucking zucchini out That's just a regular zucchini I bought at Safeway yesterday. Thanks anyway. Natalie picked up the vibrator. By then, Laura had yanked her teddy over her head and slid her panties down her legs. Turning around to show me her ass, she straddled me and reached between her legs for my cock. Come on, baby, scoot down. She punctuated her order with a gentle but firm pull. I scooted, enough so that I was finally lying on my back with my head on a pillow. And my hands still cuffed behind me. I was in no position to complain, of course. This was exactly the same position I had had Laura in a week earlier. As cute as Laura's but is, it isn't transparent. The only clear sight line I had was when she finished rubbing the tip of my cock against herself, and raised herself up to make sure that tab A went into slot B. I could feel her riding up and down on me after that, of course. I could hear the buzz of the vibrators. I could hear Laura offer the other women a taste, of what I wasn't sure. But from the kissing and the moaning and the generally wet smacking noises, I had a pretty good idea. The blonde head visible on the right of Laura's chest, and the dark head visible on the other side simply confirmed it. God damn these handcuffs. Although the sight of Natalie Winston on one of Laura Stone's breasts and Pamley on the other would have been incredible, the thought of it alone was enough. With one more flex of Laura's well-muscled hips, I moaned and emptied myself inside her. But Laura wasn't finished. Pulling my limp cock out a few minutes later, she offered it around, and I felt my other lovers take her up on that offer as well. I had no idea which one was sucking my cock at any given moment, but they were very good at it. After that, I was just a toy. A plaything. A sexual object. It wasn't so bad. We had contests to see who could take me deepest into her throat, Laura, and contests to see who could take me deepest in her butt, also Laura. When Laura tried to generate interest in a contest to see who could bury the most of my cock in her boobs, she was attacked and forced to service Pam and Natalie simultaneously with the two vibrators. We did get a short break for lunch. Natalie's attempt to get us some breakfast had been voted down two to one. People in handcuffs, I was informed, were not entitled to vote. Pam took over after lunch, and our activities changed a little bit. With me sitting against the headboard and Pam sitting astride me, We watched Natalie and Laura pleasure each other with their tongues. Natalie only needed a little convincing, Laura none at all. Laura was much better at that, too, and soon had little Natalie wriggling helplessly. Right before she fainted. Kids, Laura said, shaking her head as she looked at Pam and pushed herself up on her elbows. She does that, I added. Shut up, the two women said. Think I should just leave her? Laura asked. No, Pam answered. I think you should find Deirdre's strapping and put it on her and give yourself a good fucking. I'll race you. My mother's what? I asked. Strapping, Laura said. Probably in the closet. She doesn't have a dash. I started to protest. Oh, come on, they said in unison. Deirdre? No doubt some sort of feminine intuition is necessary to find the hiding place of other women's sex toys. Natalie was wearing it in less than five minutes. Huh. She shook her head, slowly waking up to see the same sight I had seen earlier in the morning, a Laura stone moonrise. What are you doing? What you couldn't, honey? Laura said over her shoulder. Now be a good girl. If I win, Mama will reward you with another session with Terry's nice big dick. Ready, bitch? Go! Pam yelled. The room was soon filled with moaning, grunting, and finally screaming. Laura screamed first, and Pam shortly thereafter. Pam apparently considered that to be some sort of moral failing on my part. A sexual failing, at any rate. I'm sure if you had taken the handcuffs off, I could have given you a better ride than Natalie. I said huffily. Maybe. Natalie giggled. And maybe not. Now, if you don't mind, how about we take a little break to watch Pammy's Pleasure Palace? and then it's my turn. Watch what? Pam asked. Oh, you know he already got the video from his friend in the boy's room. Natalie nodded at me. Where is it, Terry? Yes. Pam said acidly. Where is it, Terry? In my, uh, computer. I confessed. Laura gleefully ran to my room and returned with the DVD. Mom and dad had a combination TV slash DVD player, and in a few minutes we were all enjoying the show. Well, Natalie and Laura were enjoying the show. Pam was glaring at me, as if this too was somehow my fault, and I was wilting under her gaze. Then Laura decided to make up her own, even more explicit, narration, and she and Natalie got to laughing so hard by the end that they fell off the bed onto the floor. Even Pam had to admit that Laura's was the funnier of the two. The video had a slightly different effect on me, and when Natalie climbed back onto the bed, she glanced down at me with a smile. Oh, goody, she said. Out of the way, girls. No, 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 Pam said. I want to see him do it again. Do what? I asked. What you did yesterday. Yesterday? When you made Natalie faint. Me too, Laura chimed in. Okay. Natalie said shyly. I wasn't handcuffed then. I pointed out. Laura reached behind my back and unsnapped them. She was wearing panties. I continued. And a sweatshirt. Skip the shirt. Pam ordered. As for panties. She got up and opened my mother's underwear drawer, pulling out a pair that was nearly devoid of fabric. They all looked at me expectantly, so I felt I had to oblige them. Those are my mom's? I asked woodenly. Oh, come on. All three laughed. Deirdre? Eventually, though, they found a pair closer to what Natalie had been wearing, and she slipped them on. No, Pam said. Let's take it from when you finally got his pants off. He had a shirt on. Natalie pointed out. For God's sake, just pretend. Laura said. No, it was important. Natalie insisted. So Laura fetched a shirt from my room and I pulled it on, making sure it covered my cock just as it had the afternoon before. Fortunately, we remembered all the good lines, the fucking God, line, the discussion about naming her breasts, my intention to worship her. I wouldn't say we duplicated it perfectly, but it was about as close as we could come without an actual script or a videotape. When Natalie fainted again at the end, I looked up, fully expecting a round of applause. And if it were possible to applaud with one hand controlling the buzzing vibrator buried inside your pussy, I'm sure I would have received one. As it was, I ended up with three unconscious women. I accepted that as a sort of fainting ovation. Two hours later, we were just enjoying the last of Natalie's delicious dinner, made with the steaks that my mother had been saving for when she was in a good mood, and the red wine that she had been saving for when she was in a bad mood. We were all cleaned up by then, of course. Nobody was more surprised than I was, in fact, to learn that my parents had a shower big enough to hold four people. I know, I know, oh, come on. Deirdre? And we were all dressed, in assorted gym shorts and t-shirts. We sat around the kitchen table, dividing the checking up, schedule for the week. Natalie would take Monday, Pam Tuesday, and Laura Wednesday. I had a math test on Friday, so they decided that I should be allowed to study on Thursday night. Other than that I was told, my homework had to be done by six o'clock every afternoon. And then we started quarreling over who would be in charge on Friday night I told them that the handcuffs were all well and good But I had no intention of being the slave again next weekend Finally, Pam decided we should play cards for it You mean like Gin Rummy? I asked I mean like poker She grinned Sounds good to me Laura said I'm in Natalie added I don't know how to play poker I pointed out We'll teach you Pam said Starting tonight How about Crazy Eights? I suggested We'll just teach you tonight Pam said softly. And then play strip poker next Friday. That was enough. It wasn't the idea of having them strip, of course. I figured that by this point I could probably get them to do that without the poker. But the idea of playing strip poker with Laura Stone, Natalie Winston, and Pam Lee was just too good to pass up. I'll get the cards. I nodded. Chapter 9. The Accidental Menage, Part 2. In retrospect, any rational person would have realized that a week-long district attorney conference wouldn't really last an entire week, from Monday to Sunday. If I'd thought about it at all, I would have known that. Duh. It was only a work week, and that mom would be back on Friday night. And I certainly wouldn't have invited the girls over to play on Friday night. They had been, checking in, on me all week. Monday was Natalie, Tuesday was Pam, and Wednesday was Laura. I had Thursday night off. They all called, of course. I could hear Pam's vibrator through the phone. Anyway, playing is exactly what we were doing when mom walked through the front door on Friday night, just after 9 o'clock. Five-card draw. By the time she arrived, Natalie had run out of chips and was out of the game. She was in the kitchen making popcorn. Laura was seated to my left and Pam to my right. All three of us looked up when we heard the door open. We were just as surprised to see mom as she was to see us. My mind was whirling. Two weeks ago, I probably would have fallen on the ground and begged her forgiveness for even considering having friends in the house when she and dad were both away. Please, mom, don't beat me. But two weeks ago, I had a completely different set of friends. A younger set. A more immature set, perhaps. I was a much more confident kid now. And I was a kid with a plan. That moment represented the very first instance that I even thought of blackmail in connection with the video that my mother had made. I had had it for over a month, a video with my mother and my new friends admitting transgressions that could have gotten them fired or blackballed or divorced. Such as, in my mother's case, divorced from a man who provided most of her disposable income. Before it had only been a source of knowledge, perhaps of inspiration. Now it was something different. Stay cool. I muttered to my guests. Ladies. Mom said cautiously as she walked in. She was wearing one of her DA power suits a gray jacket with a matching short gray skirt. I could always tell when she had a bad case, because she always used that outfit to focus the jury's attention on the legs perched atop the three-inch heels rather than on the actual facts. Underneath the jacket was a tight white shirt primly buttoned at the collar. Deirdre. Laura and Pam acknowledged her together. What's going on? Mom asked. Poker. I said, gesturing to the rather obvious pot in the middle of the table and the piles of chips, Laura's smallish pile and the more or less equal piles belonging to me and Pam. Since when have you played poker? She asked. Monday, right? I looked around the table. No, it was Sunday. You guys? Since college? Laura said as she studied her cards. I'm gonna raise you thirty. Since high school? Pam laughed. I'll see you and raise another thirty. I'm out. I said. Laura called, and Pam showed her the three jacks in her hand. Damn it. Laura slapped down her cards. All right, my deal, right? She picked up the cards and started shuffling. Mom, meanwhile, had slowly sidled around the table and slid into the seat opposite me. So is this seat open? She asked. Pam and Laura looked at her and burst into laughter. My mother frowned. Nothing could have been better calculated to bother her than being the subject of laughter. Come on, deal me in. She insisted. Why don't you watch a hand first? I asked. Just let me use the powder room and I'll be right back. She said. What the fuck are you doing? Pam hissed after mom had left the room. Laura just looked worried. I was very proud of myself. I didn't say a thing. Just stared them into silence. Mom came back and Pam dealt the cards. The hand was over quickly. Our rule was that if one person put all their chips into the pot, the others could call, and then everyone had to show their cards. Laura pushed all her chips in, and Pam and I called. Laura had two pair, Pam a pair of kings, and I had a full house. Fuck, Laura said. Laura. My mother chided her as if she were about to go get the soap. Oh, grow up, Didi! Laura said, using the nickname my mother had hated in college. Meanwhile, she was looking over at me nervously. I looked her directly in the eye and nodded. A broad grin spread over Laura's face as she reached for the hem of the green polo shirt she had on. So, what am I bid? She said. I don't want it. Pam laughed. Me either. I said. Guess it's 500 from the bank. I watched my mother's eyes widen in horror as Laura pulled her shirt over her head to reveal her unharnessed breasts. What the hell is going on? Mom asked as I counted out 500 in chips from the bank and threw Laura's shirt onto the couch. Strip poker, Mom. I said. But you're gonna have to buy in since you're late. Mom rose to her feet in high dudgeon, her hands on her hips. All right. First off, I want you two bitches out of my house. She glared at Pam and Laura. And then my son and I are going to have a very long talk. I looked at Pam and Laura, both of them looking to me for guidance. Well, it is her house, I pointed out. I turned to the kitchen and raised my voice. Natalie! I'm coming, Natalie said impatiently, her voice growing louder as she got closer to the living room. God, I think one of those unpopular fuckers burned my boob. Sorry, tit. No weight, breast. She was naked, of course, having run out of chips and then out of clothing earlier in the game. She walked in carrying a bowl of popcorn in one hand and applying an ice cube to her right breast with the other. Her head was bent to look at the injured flesh, and it wasn't until she was within ten feet of the table that my mother finally found her voice. What the fuck? Mom yelped. Natalie froze. Dee Dee. Laura gleefully scolded her with a finger, perfectly echoing the tone mom had used on her. Mom's kicking us out. I explained to Natalie. So you better get dressed. Unless you still want to play, mom? Look, you little son of a bitch, I dash. She began. Maybe you should sit down, mom. And let me explain the stakes. Stunned by the unexpected authority in my voice, Mom sat down. Okay, so me and the girls. I started. Women. Mom hissed, almost as a reflex. I stared at her, and then continued. Me and the girls were playing for the right to be master or mistress of the house for the rest of the weekend. But since you're here, that job's already taken, isn't it? So I'll tell you what, since you're already mistress, you can wager that. And if you win, I'll give you back your video. My what? She asked. The video you made of the girls last month when you played hearts together where you confessed to sleeping with some tennis coach. Mom flushed a bright red. There's no such video. She sputtered. Oh, but there is. I insisted. The one where Pam confesses to posing naked. That's where you learned about the magazine from. Pam stared at me before turning on Mom. You fucking bitch. And Laura confesses to doing one of her son's friends. Laura was just glaring at Mom. And Natalie says she slept with her husband's best man. Although, seriously, Nat, you weren't even married yet. Natalie's glare was equally as murderous as Laura's. I've never showed the girls the video but I'm sure they'll admire the way you maneuver them into their seats in front of the video camera on the shelf back there, and then sort of steer the conversation over to sex. My mother was speechless for the first time in my entire life. So do they stay or go? I asked. Cause if they go, I gotta tell you that after you finish yelling at me, I'm gonna go up to my room and email a copy to dad. Not the whole thing, of course. Just the part with you. You wouldn't dare. She hissed. I think he would. Pam chuckled. Laura and Natalie joined her as the laughter grew. And if I when you give it to me... Mom raised her voice to override the laughter. That's right. I agreed. And your little skanks here crawl on home. My guests will leave, yes, mother. There was a long pause as the lawyer and her weighed her options. None of them were really that good. All right, you bastard, deal the fucking cards. Okay, I said. First, all the other girls started with four items of clothing, just like I did. So you need to lose the jacket and shoes and the pantyhose. She angrily stomped off to her room. I can't believe you're really gonna pull this off. Laura said giddily. Shut up, bitch. I growled. Sorry, sir. Mom returned with the proper attire a few minutes later. No. I explained as she took her seat. As I said, since you came late, you're gonna have to buy in. The rule is that if you have no chips, you have to sell a piece of clothing to the bank for 500 in chips. Or you can put it up for bid if you think you can get more from me or the girls. If you don't, you can take the 500 from the bank. And the good news is once you start winning, you can buy your clothes back anytime you like. Well, isn't this just your adolescent fantasy, Ranma? Mom said. Yeah, I guess it is. I agreed. Mine, too. Pam smiled. And mine. The other two chimed in. Bitches. Mom muttered. I smiled and continued. If you sell it to the bank, you can buy it back later for what you paid. That's how Laura got her shirt back. Once you put it up for bid, though, you have to pay the buyer twice what they paid to get it back. So like if Laura wants her brow back, she has to pay Pam what, twelve hundred in chips? Pam pulled Laura's brow out from underneath the table. Course it's a little wet. She giggled. It's wet? Laura squealed. Sorry, since Natty bought my panties, I had to use something to keep my skirt dry. This is very expensive leather. You slut, Laura said. Pam smiled and stuck her tongue out. See, Pam could buy her panties back from Natalie for $1,100, but that would let Natalie back in the game, I said, ignoring the girls and continuing my explanation. So you ready? What are you selling? My panties, Mom said after a very long pause. She stood up and slipped her hands underneath her skirt, pulling an incredibly tiny piece of fabric down her legs. 500 please, she said, throwing it at me. It was a black thong, which I held up for everyone to see. Sure you don't want it out for bid? Pam laughed. I'll give you 600. I won't have it off long, bitch. My mother snarled. And if you think I would pay you anything to buy it back, just deal the fucking cards, Terry. Laura won a small pot, and then Pam won a fairly sizable pot. Mom had dropped out early both times, but Laura's chips were once again getting a little low. Mom was actually a fairly smart player, and in the third hand, we ended up going head-to-head on a series of raises that seriously depleted both of our stacks of chips. She finally called me and I laid down a flush. Shit! She threw her cards down. Laura went all in early in the next hand, and we all called. Mom gleefully pulled in the smallish pot with three twos. Laura sold her jeans to the bank for five hundred, leaving her sitting at the table in just her panties. Mom gave her a couple of looks, and then snidely asked her if she'd been dieting. Just getting a lot of exercise recently. Laura smirked, as Pam and Natalie burst into laughter. Once again the laughter bothered Mom. Even better, it affected her play. She was all in on the next hand, and I picked up a modest pot. Mom stood up and pushed her chair back. Where do you think you're going? Pam asked her. To go remove my bra. Mom muttered. Nah, lady. Pam said. You want to sell your bra, you do what everybody else does, take off your shirt, and then take off your bra. Then you can put your shirt back on. Or you can try to take it off without taking your shirt off. Yeah. Laura smiled. You used to be pretty good at that in college. Mom stared at Laura for a few seconds before giving in. Maybe in a polo shirt like Laura's she could have, but not in one of her work shirts. All right, my fucking shirt. 500. She undid the buttons from top to bottom, holding the sides together as she went. She glared at each of us in turn, and then whipped the shirt off her shoulders to reveal a lacy black bra. I was counting out the chips when the shirt hit me in the face. What kind of conference was this? Pam asked. That's a nice set of undies for a lawyer conference, isn't it, Dee? Mom flushed Bright for a second time. Just deal. She muttered. Actually, it's your deal, dear. Pam plunked the pack in front of her. The game went back and forth, luck running in and out as we went around the table. I paid $7.50 for Laura's panties, and she was now sitting at the table completely naked. Natalie just sat on the couch, equally naked, occasionally reading a magazine or the newspaper, until she finally got bored. So anyone want head? She chirped. Want what? My mother nearly got whiplash from turning that quickly. By then she'd bought back her shirt, although she hadn't bothered to button it up. And she never had bought back her thong. The bank owned my ball cap, Laura had loaned me hers so that I would have four pieces of clothing, and Laura had bought my shirt. But I owned Pam's bra, and the bank had her shirt. Unlike mom, Pam could care less about sitting there topless. She was determined to accumulate chips at the sacrifice of her clothing, although the only thing she had left to sell if things went south now was her nice leather miniskirt. Well, I'm not busy, Natalie said. You're a little too distracting for me. I smiled at her. I don't want to lose my edge. Is that what you guys are calling it now? Pam asked, leaning backward to look at my crotch under the table. You can't have produced all that much edge in the last two days. Laura and Natalie both giggled, and my mother slowly came to understand what Pam had been saying. You've been fucking my son? She spat at Pam as she jerked herself to her feet. You've earned yourself a real quick trip to jail, you fucking slut. Your son's been blackmailing me, Deirdre. Pam smiled. With the pictures he apparently learned about from your taping session. That'll make a fun trial, huh? And you? Mom slowly turned to look at Laura, who gave her a small smile. Mom looked at Natalie without speaking, and the younger woman just eagerly nodded her head. Of course, Laura and Natalie aren't my teachers. I said. And I am 18, Mom. So all you can do to them is throw them out of your house. Oh, but that's right. That's when the video will get sent to Dad. Now shut up, sit down, and finish the game. Apparently, I was getting very good at that. She shut up. She sat down. Laura dropped out after the next hand, and joined Natalie on the couch. Natalie was delighted to have someone to play with, and in a few minutes, Laura was leaning back against one of the armrests, with Natalie's lips locked around one of her fat nipples. Oh my god! My mother exploded in righteous indignation after following my gaze over to the couch. Oh, it's not like you didn't like this in college, Dee Dee. Laura grinned over at her. Ooh Laura, I could suck on these all day We went back to playing cards Pam followed Laura about twenty minutes later Mom was missing her shirt again And I had a very substantial pile of chips in front of me Two hands later, we were down to what would probably be her last hand Before she had to sell off her brow At that point though, she got serious And pretty damn lucky Chips started flowing her way And my clothes started flowing toward the bank I was getting nervous I was starting to sweat Finally, I had to stand up and pull down my briefs for my last five hundred chips Mom refused to watch me Instead, she just smugly sat there, putting her chips in colorful little piles, buying back her shirt one more time. I won the next hand from her, doubling my pile to a thousand. I won the next hand as well, although mom dropped out when the pot reached five hundred. That gave me an even twelve hundred. Why don't you save yourself the embarrassment, and give me the tape now? She sneered as she collected the cards for the next hand. You mean the embarrassment of jumping up every time you give an order? I asked. The embarrassment of doing all the cleaning, and cooking, and laundry? The embarrassment of having you insult me in front of every single date I bring over here? The embarrassment of having you parade yourself in front of all my buddies when they come over? The embarrassment of me having to listen to you call your best friends skanks? Am I gonna be able to save myself all that if we stop playing right now? She glared at me. I glared back. Her chin started upward. And you think having me run around the house, doing your cleaning and cooking and laundry, and insulting me in front of my so-called friends this weekend is going to be embarrassing for me, little boy, she said haughtily. You don't have the balls. You know, I actually do. I said as I stood up. She couldn't help but look and was obviously surprised that her little boy wasn't so little anymore. But I think I'd rather use them somewhere else for the moment. Laura. Yes? She said languidly. She was sitting in the middle of the couch with one of Natalie's fingers tracing circles around her left breast and Pam's palm between her legs. I need my shirt. I'm busy. She whined. It's under my chair. The shirt you bought for 600 chips. I pointed out. I want to buy it back. But I'm out. She protested. Rules are rules, babe. While I'm in the game, I have an absolute right to buy back my clothes for twice what you paid. Fuck. The girls disengaged themselves. Laura stood up. But you won't have any chips. She pointed out as she reached the table. Funny, huh? I smiled. All right, then I'll buy back my panties. You can't yet. That'll cost you 1500 Bastard, she muttered. I leaned down to whisper in her ear as she reluctantly took a seat. If she wins, she's gonna either chuck you all out or spend the weekend whipping your cute little asses. If you buy back your panties and get me back in the game, I might give her the whip anyway if I win. But if you win... The start of a smile spread across Laura Stone's face. Bastard. She chuckled. I'll try to make sure she gets a little distracted. I added. Are you in or out? Mom demanded. Deal the cards, Dee Dee. Laura smiled. They started playing in earnest as I took my seat on the couch between Pam and Natalie. My cock was already erect, and it didn't take long for the girls to decide it needed to be sucked, with the two brunettes, one light and the other dark, taking turns. Do you mind? Mom asked, staring over at us. Oh, they're just practicing. I said. They're afraid that Laura's gonna have another deep throat contest when she beats you. Mom angrily turned back to the game. I looked down to see the girls whispering to each other, each with one of their hands gripping my cock as if they were about to get into an argument over who got to sing the next song at a karaoke bar. Finally, though, they both nodded. Natalie stood up, Pam dropped to the floor. Oh, God. I moaned. Natalie had straddled me, facing the table of course, and as Pam held my cock in place, she had slowly dropped down to my lap. Pam released my cock as Laura's pussy swallowed it, and now I could feel my beautiful French teacher's lips encircling one of my balls and starting to suck. Terry! Mother, shut the fuck up. If you and you can give all the fucking orders you want. How's it going, Laura? I peered around Natalie, trying not to do anything to interfere with her rhythm. I was very pleased to see my mother down to her bra and skirt again. Laura, still naked, had a sizable pile of chips in front of her. I had watched all three women play poker, both during our Sunday game and during the individual tutorials during the week. Natalie was an indifferent, mostly uninterested player, as happy to win as she was to lose. Pam was far more aggressive, but not quite as good at bluffing as the others and certainly not as good at calculating the strength of her hand. Laura was by far the best, and I could think of only one reason for her early exit from this evening's game. She actually wanted to lose. She didn't want to be in charge for the entire weekend. Where's the fun in being a dominant submissive? But there was one person she would play seriously, one person to whom she desperately wanted not to lose. And now she had a chance to play her. For years, she had watched my mother, the woman with the better figure, the better job, the seemingly better marriage. This was Laura's weekend. And as I watched, she gleefully raked in yet another pot, forcing my mother to strip off her bra in disgust. Mm, mm, nice boobies, Dee Dee, Natalie said from in front of me. Sorry, I meant breasts. Yours are breasts, love. I kissed her on the back of her neck. Hers can be boobies. Or hooters. Natalie giggled. That's it, bitch. Mom jumped to her feet, her hooters jiggling back and forth. Get off my son, you little whore. Sit down, Dee Dee. Laura said sharply. Trust me, your son has absolutely no interest in fucking you. But if you don't park your ass in that chair in the next ten seconds, when I win this game, I'm gonna go upstairs and flush your little tube of KY down the john, and then I'm going to take your little strappin' and fuck the shit out of it. Clearly taken aback by her former sweetmate's venom, Mom parked her ass as instructed. Good girl. Pam applauded Laura. Don't you girls have something more important to do? I asked. Laughing, Pam and Natalie went back to what they were doing before. In another ten minutes, my mother was sitting naked at the card table. Ten minutes after that, Laura gave her first order. I want to see the video. She said. Why? She raised an eyebrow at me. Sorry, ma'am. I said. Excuse me, ladies. Laura, Pam, and Natalie watched the video with growing disgust. I watched mom, sitting on the floor in front of the three women on the couch. Laura was right. I really didn't have any interest in becoming sexually involved with my mother. That was just kind of, well, gross. Seeing her humiliated and punished? I could do that. But fucking her? No way. I did have to admit though that my buddies were right. She was a very attractive woman. A nice firm but well-toned legs, and nicely sized her boobies. And she was a woman who owned a tube of lube, a vibrator, and a strap-in set. This could actually turn into a rather enjoyable weekend. The ladies were seething by the time the tape ended. So maybe it wasn't going to be that enjoyable for mom. Chapter 10, The Accidental Minaj Part 3 God damn it. I screamed at her. Just bend over and fucking stick it in. I can't. My mother turned her tear-streaked face toward me and sobbed in abject humiliation. Of course you can. I sneered at her. Pam can, can't you, Pammy? Oh, sure. Pam chuckled as she sat cross-legged on the floor watching us. Natalie? Since I was twelve. The hot little housewife giggled. Laura probably used to do it two or three times a day. I pointed at the fourth member of my little group. She was sitting between Pam and Natalie and, like them, enjoying this immensely. For seventeen years. She smiled. It doesn't go that way. Mom screamed. Of course it goes that way I screamed right back at her Women have been making it go that way for hundreds of years But I never have She wailed Well, it's about fucking time you learned, isn't it? She sniffled I said, isn't it, bitch? Yes She said I'm sorry? I held my temper in check? Yes, sir She exhaled Good I said Pam, show her one more time Pam jumped to her feet, grabbed my mother by the hair, and pulled her back onto the floor Now look, bitch She was using her teacher tone of voice, pitched to the level of a six-year-old. You tuck the end of the top sheet under the mattress like this. Then you grab the side of the sheet about nine inches from the bottom of the bed. That's a little bit smaller than your son and a little bit larger than that strap-on you were enjoying so much last night. Okay? You pull it up so it looks like a sail. You tuck the back of the sail under the mattress. And then you fold the sail down and under so you have a nice neat corner. Now there's one more corner left. One last chance, bitch. Try not to fuck it up. That was probably my favorite moment of the entire weekend. Although I really wish I had been the one to say that last bit. You've got one last chance, bitch. Try not to fuck it up. Like you did the laundry. And the breakfast. Sorry. I got a little carried away there. That little bit of theater didn't take place until the middle of Sunday afternoon, after Laura had turned control of the household over to me. So perhaps I had better go back to Friday evening. For your average guy, seeing his mother stark naked on her king-sized bed would have at least been mildly titillating. Seeing her resting her weight on her forearms and knees, her ass high in the air, probably would have been enough to produce a nice little boner seeing her hands cupped around the ass of her very attractive young neighbor while her face is buried between that little cutie's thighs, all the while being fucked from behind by her son's exotic-looking French teacher. Let's just say it wouldn't stay a boner for very long, particularly if his mother looked even half as good as mine did. For me? And not so much. Not that I didn't have a boner, too, of course. And not that I wasn't in danger of shooting any second now. But that was because Laura Stone was right next to my mother, in virtually the same position, and I had my cock buried balls deep inside her. Since Laura's mouth wasn't buried in Natalie's muff, she was free to narrate her experiences for my mother's benefit. Your son Dash. Laura grunted in rhythm with my thrusts. Is so big and so thick and so good at this. Bet you wish you had a nice warm cock about to shoot its load in your dried up little cunt. Oh. She turned her head to look back at me. What the hell was that for? She demanded. I couldn't really tell her. I didn't really know. I was enjoying the whole scene, right up until she took that last jab at my mother. Come, bitch. I growled at her, slapping her one more time on the ass. Oh fuck Laura groaned Twisting the sheets in her fists As her body twisted beneath me In response to my command I looked over at Pam and smiled Laura might be the mistress of the house For the weekend But she still responded to her master Then we both looked down at mom Natalie had opened her eyes And was looking down at her as well Oh god yes My mother moaned Natalie spread her knees So that we could better hear mom's muffled whimpers Oh fuck yes Fuck 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 Yes That's a pretty good talent Pam whispered Yeah I agreed I got two orgasms with one order. We watched our respective partners finish climaxing, and then Laura announced that it was bedtime. But I haven't come yet. Natalie protested. Like I really care, honey bitch. Laura smiled. Besides, when I said bedtime, I meant that my old college sweet mate and I are going to go take her son's bed and reenact the good old days. Terry's staying here? Natalie's face lit up. Terry's staying here. Laura agreed. She pointed a finger at me. And when we get together, I want to find these two bitches just as well trained as your mom and I are. I'll do my best, mistress. I tugged on my forelock. Two more climaxes on demand coming up. Good man, she said. Good man. My mother panted, finally pushing herself off the bed and shaking her head to clear the cobwebs. Laura had already fetched the handcuffs from the floor. She cuffed my mother's hands behind her back and led her out of the room. What are you doing? I looked over at Pam. Taking off the strappin'? she stopped and looked back on me. But Natalie hasn't come yet, I pointed out. Both women got wicked grins on their faces. Natalie eagerly spread her legs as Pam moved between them. What are you doing? Pam asked me over her shoulder after she pushed the strap into Natalie's sopping wet slit. I had centered myself over Pam, and was taking advantage of the fact that the straps that held the strap-in in place did absolutely nothing to prevent my access to my pretty French teacher. You and I haven't come yet either, I pointed out. Now are you going to start taking this training seriously or not? When I awoke the next morning, I had Pam Lee snoring lightly on one shoulder, and Natalie Winston drooling happily on the other. So what's on today's agenda? I opened my eyes to see Laura standing in the doorway. My mom was at her feet, a leather collar around her neck and a leather leash leading from it to Laura's hand. Breakfast, I said excitedly. No, I mean for this one. Laura gestured at mom. Breakfast, I repeated. I want her to make breakfast. Breakfast? Pam whined as she stretched and woke up. Anyone can make breakfast. She can't. I pointed at my mother. What do you mean she can't make breakfast? Natalie said from the other side. Dad and I have split the breakfast duties for the last five years. I explained. So it would really make me happy to see mom do it for a change. How happy! Laura grinned. I looked down to where Mr. Happy was already starting to make himself a nice little tent in the bedsheets. Laura followed my gaze. Come on, bitch! She yanked on the leash. Let's go make some breakfast. The girls took turns with my mom for the rest of the day. Laura liked having her boobs licked and kissed, and mom liked to lick and kiss them. Natalie liked having her pussy played with, and mom was more than happy to oblige. And Pam liked using the strap-in that we had found buried in mom's closet last weekend. It apparently wasn't the only thing mom had buried. It would never have occurred to me, and perhaps not even to her, that she would have been that responsive, that willing to lose control of herself. By the end of Saturday afternoon, her hair matted with sweat, her muscles tired from her earlier effort, she was still screaming at Pam to fuck her harder, faster, more, more, more. Dividing the girls into those sessions still left two girls for me each time. I did my best to keep up my end of the bargain. Keeping anything of mine up proved harder and harder though, as first Pam and then Natalie took my smaller, and smaller loads deep inside of them. Finally, When Laura announced that she was taking me back to my bed for the evening, I had to tell that it would likely prove a disappointment to her. Honey, Laura whispered as we left an exhausted trio of women in mom and dad's bed. Right now I just want to fall asleep with you at my breast. Then tomorrow morning I'm turning control of this little zoo over to its rightful master. And I'm hoping. She concluded as we climbed into bed. That his first order of business is to fuck the shit out of his best little slave. I could do that. And after I did that, we taught mom a little bit more about how to make breakfast. Then we taught her how to do the laundry. Then I watched her push the vacuum cleaner around the house and dust the furniture. All of it naked, of course. The girls just watched in bemusement, entertaining each other when they felt the need. Why? I asked mom as she sat motionless on the edge of the bathtub. Why what, honey? It was still strange to hear a voice that meek coming from my mother's mouth. Why did you take the girls? The other girls stopped their work to await the answer. Pam, busy with her razor between mom's thighs. Laura, giving her a manicure. And Natalie, mascara pencil in hand. Please. Mom looked away, her fair skin turning red. We could always send Laura out in your place when dad gets home. I smiled gently. No, she said quickly. It was because I wanted. We could be very patient. I wanted them. She finally whispered. You wanted what? I asked. Pam, Natalie, Laura. She pointed at the girls. I wanted what you have. You mean you wanted to suck these? Laura asked as she cupped a boob in her free hand. Or lick this with your nice, long, fat tongue? Natalie giggled as she stuck a finger in her pussy. Or have me hammer your wet slit with that nice big strappin? Pam smiled. Yes. Mom hung her head. And yes, and yes. Wait a minute. I interrupted. You mean to tell me that even after I took the tape away from you, I still accidentally managed to give you exactly what you wanted? Mom looked at me with a sly grin on her face. Fraid so, honey. She said, sending the other girls into hysterics. Take it off. I told Pam in as petulant a tone of voice as I could summon. All of it? You said a landing strip. Mom protested. Landing strip. I muttered. I took the crop that I held in my hand and slapped it against my open palm. I'll land you a nice little strip in a minute. I'm so scared. Mom laughed. You haven't touched me all weekend. No, but I have good help. I said with a vicious smile. I'll give it to Pam. I'm sorry, honey. She said instantly. Come on, Pam. You heard the boss. Shave it clean. All of them were finished in 20 minutes, and after 10 more minutes of waiting we heard the front door open up and Dad's voice call out. I'm home. I smiled at my mother, naked except for the leather collar she wore around her neck. I took her leash in my hand and paused. Now what are you going to do? I asked as if we hadn't been planning this ever since dad had called in the middle of the afternoon to tell us when he would be getting home A shiver of anticipation coursed through her. I will crawl out to my husband on my hands and knees She answered breathlessly My collar around my neck and I will beg him to make me his Just as I prompted just as I will be his for the rest of our lives until death do us part She finished the smile on her lips told me that her hesitation was not from fear or unwillingness But from a joy that she had located deep within herself over the past weekend Good girl I said, turning her around and slapping her on the butt. That was the first time I had touched her, and she rewarded me with another shiver. Hands and knees. I ordered. She dropped to the ground, and I put her leash in her mouth. Pem opened the door and Mom began to crawl out to the foyer. We all waited in silence until we heard my father. Deirdre? Mafter. My mother mumbled around the leash. All three girls turned to me, their faces wreathed in smiles. Mafter? They asked me in unison. What next? As a general rule, I think an aunt should be older than her nephew. Just as an example, you don't want to be a senior in high school and have your Aunt Betty in the junior class. So even though the difference in this case was only 15 minutes, I was happy that Terry Martin, junior, was born after Laura Pamela Martin. Although it was touch and go there for a while, because both moms went into labor at pretty much the same time. And of course, that was supposedly all my fault. And of course if I hadn't had such a nice, big, talented cock, Natalie wouldn't have forgotten to take her birth control pills that weekend in the first place. Uh Uh-huh. As I had predicted, Natalie's husband had come crawling back as soon as his little student estate had gotten her B+. Once he found Natalie pregnant, with her neighbor's kid growing inside her, he had crawled away again. The divorce had gone quickly, and well from Natalie's standpoint. It seems that he thought his employer would react much more harshly to the news of his little dalliance than anyone at all would react to the news of his wife's. Still, they did have to sell the house. By then, though, Dad and Mom were quite resigned to the fact that Natalie and I were in love, and they allowed the two of us to finish a basement apartment to live in until we left for college the following fall. It was at my graduation that all the excitement began. I strode eagerly across the makeshift wooden stage to accept my diploma. I shook the principal's hand and, as I headed off the stage, I looked down into the face of Pam Lee, sitting in the front row of the faculty chairs right next to the woman that she would be sharing an apartment with starting next month, Maria Nelson. Both women were smiling at me. I smiled back at them, and completely missed the first of the two steps that led down to the floor. I flew forward, watching as my face came closer and closer to Mrs. Nelson's lap. And then there I was, sending her flying backward and collapsing her folding chair. There was a collective gasp from the audience. Are you okay? Pam was down beside me. I'm fine. I mumbled. For a guy with a mouthful of Marianne Nelson's dress. I'm fine, too. Mrs. Nelson started chuckling. He's fine. I heard Pam shout to everyone. I thought I told you, Terry. Pam whispered. She's not interested in any of that. Beneath me, Mrs. Nelson squirmed a little bit. Oh, I don't know. She said in an equally low voice that only Pam and I could hear. I mean, if he's as good as you say he is. Oh, shit and suddenly I was no longer the center of attention. The whole gathering turned to look at my mother. She and Natalie had both stood up when I went down. Now Mom stood there looking down at her belly. She turned to whisper to my father. Then the same expression came over Natalie's face. Next to her, Laura Stone burst into laughter. Her new boyfriend, a very nice architect who'd been to our house several times for dinner, had to hold her in place to keep her from sliding between the gaps in the bleachers. So somehow it was my fault that both of them had their water break while the eyes of the entire graduation crowd were upon them. I left the ceremony with them at that point, and Dad drove us all to the hospital. I was with Natalie for her labor, and Dad was with Mom for hers. It had been really neat to watch my parents over the last few months. I could see now what had attracted them to each other in the first place. They both adored each other. And the businesslike demeanor that had characterized their relationship for as long as I could remember was replaced with a touchy-feely playfulness that was sometimes downright sickening. It was true that they also had to put up with Natalie, and I displaying exactly the same sort of behavior and with Laura coming over to visit us on occasion before she made her new architect friend. The last time that Laura had visited us, though, wasn't to play with me and Nat. I had been quite surprised to find her at the door one Sunday afternoon, late in Natalie's eighth month. Hi, I said, giving her a kiss on the lips. What brings you here? A phone call, she said, her eyes twinkling as I closed the door behind her. From Natalie? I was a little surprised. Natalie had been particularly uncomfortable the last few weeks, and hadn't been in a real playful mood. Maybe, though, she'd arranged an alternative treat for me. No. Laura drew out the word. Then, I asked. Laura. My mom waddled into the room and gave Laura another full mouth kiss. Thanks for calling, Deeds. Laura smiled. Oh, well, I'm not feeling very playful myself right now, so I thought I'd give John an alternative treat. Son of a bitch. I blurted out. The two women turned to look at me and started giggling. Oh, I don't think John would mind if you joined in. Mom said. Yeah, but Natalie Dash, I started to say, has always liked watching her stud in action. Natalie whispered as she wrapped her arms around me from behind. Natalie and I are going to be married before we leave for Boston in the fall, where I'll be attending Boston College. So the only thing bothering me at this point is the wedding itself. On the way out of church, after we had met with the minister to arrange the service, I heard mom asking him if it were possible to hold the ceremony without me actually being there. I stood about that all day and finally asked her about it over the supper table. Honey, I want my new daughter-in-law to have the best wedding she possibly can. She said sweetly. Why take the chance on ruining her day with some sort of accident? I love my mom now. But she's still a bitch. The end. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.